Welcome to a new episode from Toddle and Studio. Hello, my name's Steph Scholl. And I'm Scott Stevenson, better known as the Silver Dollar Man. And we have the grandpa in the real estate industry who has all of the knowledge, background, and enthusiasm that you'd want. You know who that is? Dan Taylor. And Dan's with Coldwell Banker. And Dan's been in business for 20 years. 20 years. Dan, you've been in the business so long, you've seen it all. Tell us, what have you seen of the changes when it comes to the real estate market in your lifetime? Well, I used to say I think I've seen it all, but I haven't seen it all because every time the market shifts, it's different, it's a different kind of shift. So it it comes back. People still buy houses, still sell houses. It doesn't matter what the market's doing. Yeah, it slows down, it speeds up. This last go-round with all the multi-offers and everything going on, everybody said, man, this must be a fantastic market. It was hard, really hard for buyers, hard for sellers, hard for us as real estate professionals. So I just like that it changes, keeps life interesting. What do you enjoy most about over the 20 years? I know you've got buyers, sellers, you've probably seen all kinds of different things, investors. What do you enjoy the most about the business? The change. You get new buyers, you get new sellers, you meet new people. I have friends all over the country now that I've known for 15, 20 years. I still consider them friends. I enjoy that. And I enjoy the excitement, the the challenge, problem solving. I asked our most highest producing agent in our office one day, I said, how many deals do you have that are just fly right through, no problems whatsoever? She said, less than 10%. So that's where I love the challenge of the problems that come through or the hiccups to take that stress away from the clients and solve that problem and get it done for them. And what do you say then to, and this is a, a great point, less than 10%, she said, just meaning 90% have some kind of problem, you have yeah. to, which speaks to the value of an agent. What is the value of the agent? What do they bring to the table, which sometimes the general public doesn't know? I appreciate you asking that because, for instance, I we're required to do 18 hours of continuing ed every two years to get our license. I just renewed mine a month, two months ago, so I've got two years. I've already got 47 hours of education to keep on top of everything that's happening. The other thing they don't realize is our real estate purchase contract is six pages, but there are 110 different addendums and pages and disclosures that we can put with that. So I've got to be on top of every one of those and know what's happening because this is the most complex purchase most people ever buy in their lives. And that's the important part because every once in a while I hear somebody say, I don't know what I'm paying the agent for. I'm paying them all this money. And what are they bringing to the table? But I think it's mostly because of a lack of education. It is. Of really understanding what the real estate agent provides for them and what it costs them. It's a mistake out there to say, I get all that money. I sold a, a $600,000 house, so I get 3% of that. Well, that's actually brokerage commission, not agent commission. So that goes to the brokerage and they divvy it out. They take their split. And then what I get out of that. I'm self-employed. So now I've got all that self-employment taxes. I buy my own insurance. Right now with gas prices, I'm spending almost $600 a month just in fuel. Wow. Mm -hmm. Drive around and do what I do with all my clients. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's why you got to buy yourself a little, a little moped. Yeah. Get around. 
<laughs> well, I'm thinking of just a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love that you have 20 years of experience and everything that you're saying, because I think that like how you were talking about how you thought you saw it all. And now you're like, <laughs> yeah, here comes something. New. Yeah, here comes something a pandemic. New. Yeah. So during these 20 years, what do you feel are the, the most common questions that you get asked? I'm sure you can like pinpoint with buyers and sellers what they're going to ask you since you've dealt with so many people. The most common questions are, what do I need to do? to get qualified for a buyer. Most people don't think they'll qualify. So that's a very common question is what, I'm brand new to this, where do we start, what do we do? The other sellers don't realize how important it is to stage their home and get their home ready. We've always said that you have two types of home, one you live in and one you're selling because you want it to be like that model home at Mm -hmm. the new home builder. But in the same token, they need to live there. So my job is to make this as less stressful on them as possible so that we can make it a good transaction for them. Well, that's a really good point because a friend of mine just is staging her home to sell. And I went and saw it and I was like, yeah, these this wouldn't make sense to live in. But it, it feels very spacious and very nice. But in the living room, there's only two chairs. And when you're a family of six, where's everyone else going to yeah, stay? It, yeah, there's a method to the madness. Mm-hmm. And that's why I try to make it as simple as possible. Because if you're showing your home two times a day every week, it's hard to live in there. And you've got kids and they're yeah. making a mess. And, and then I prep my buyers when they go in to realize this is a current lived-in home. So it's not going to be as shiny and pretty as mm-hmm. maybe you think you want to have it. So well, that that brings to mind that when somebody gets a professional like yourself, they're actually getting a team of professionals. So you have a team of professionals that you work with that you actually are able to introduce to a client. So, what are some members of those teams of that team? Your team. Great question because my team is important. So it starts with me as your agent. I'm an independent, so I don't have. A bunch of other agents. I just have one that I work with, although I have a partner in St. George and other places to help my clients wherever they're going. But that team consists of an agent, an office staff. I have a transaction coordinator that I pay to handle all the paperwork to make sure everything is perfect for that client. Then I have a lender partner, which is very important, that I know can get the job done. Then title partners, that is very important to make sure that it's taken care of in the end. And then I have things like handyman, and I have inspectors that can inspect the home. I have plumbers, roofers. I tell my clients, anything you need, I can find a way to get it for you. And I'll tell you a quick story about how funny that is and important. Had a client, we're showing house, and I kept telling them, anything you need, I'll make sure I get it for you. We showed a house, and across the street was a, a, a mixed dog, a my mind just went blank. Um, <laughs> a mutt? Well, no. No, everybody's mixing with a poodle now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, a doodle. Gold, so this was a golden doodle. A golden doodle, Puppy yeah. over there, they said, oh, as soon as we buy a house, that's the first thing we want to get. And I said, I can get you one of those. They said, no, we, really. And I said, no, I can. Well, my son-in-law breeds golden doodles, and I knew he had one puppy left. Well, they bought that puppy. So... <laughs> That's just a full service full man. Full service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we try to be, to take the stress off people when they make a transaction. 
Well, and speaking of stories, I love stories because I feel like that's what people remember, right? And so going back to, as you were talking about, one of the most common questions people have is they don't think that they'll qualify. Do you have stories of buyers and just their experience of they were like, oh, I'll never be able to afford this, and then they're able to be in a... Yes, and obviously I can't help everybody that way. Many times people have said, well, I really want to buy a home, but... I just don't, I don't have enough money saved Mm -hmm. or I don't think my credit's good enough. Well, I said, okay, let's get you with a lender partner and we can find out what you can do. And if you can't, we will put together a timeline. If you do this and this on this date, you'll qualify to buy a home. That's exciting for them to be able to get a path to or to go in and sit down with a lender and say, this is my story. Okay, you can qualify for this type of a home. And then they get a home. And it's just, it's thrilling. It's very thrilling to see that transaction happen. Well, and in a way, I feel like those ones that have to wait a little bit as you're talking about, okay, we need to do this and this, then it is the on closing day, they're like, we accomplished our goal. We did our game plan. Yes. And there's nothing better than going to the home, handing them the keys and watch them walk into the home knowing it's mine. I think one of the neat things about being a realtor would be able to drive around the valley and look at different homes over the last 20 years that you've sold and say, I had a hand in getting a family into that home. Yeah, and my family hates it because I do that every time we drive around. (laughs) Oh, I sold that home. I sold that home twice. (laughs) That's crazy that there's homes that you've sold twice now. (laughs) Yeah, and got clients that I sold two or three homes for them, and I sold three of their kids' homes and their aunts and their uncles and their grandparents. That's the joy to be able to, one, have that loyalty that somebody will keep using me like that. And two, to be able to help so many people, because I really feel like that's my job is to help people. Well, you you and I are a similar age and we were talking the other day. And and so you're getting to be known as Grandpa Realtor. I love that uh, (laughs) because my grandkids are my life. In fact, I got a new picture the other day and posted it on Facebook and my one of my granddaughters posted everybody's saying oh he's a great realtor he's this and that she said he's the best grandpa in the world no sorry in the universe <laughs> oh, cute <laughs> and that just warms my heart to to think that but uh, families are important and that's what I'm working with is families every day yeah are you from here yes the area and just so tell us just a little bit about your personal background Well, I've lived outside the state, but I was born here in Murray, lived in San Diego. In fact, I grew up just about two blocks from here. Really? How about that? The subdivision there. Back when living out in Sandy was way out in the country compared to downtown. But I've been in sales all my life. Previous to real estate, I worked with a sign company as their national sales rep and traveled all over the country and that got really old, but uh, I really enjoy selling. People don't like to be sold, but we're sold every day. And we're salespeople every day. Every one of us is a salesperson. You sell every single day. And the greatest sales job you and I ever did was getting married. That's right. It's convincing somebody that let us. My wife keeps telling me all the time. That's right. If she hadn't married me, I still would never be married. That's right. <laughs> Wait, I want wife... to. Does your wife do that to you? Uh, well, no, but I always tell everybody I'm married up. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I want to hear about your greatest sell to your, your wife. wife. 
How well, did you guys meet? You, oh, okay, great. We met at Utah State. Hey, I'm an Aggie. Go Aggies. Yeah, go Aggies. Great. Coldest place on earth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She, in fact, her dorm, she was in a dorm right in the mouth of the canyon. Uh-huh. And it made it hard to even go see her because it was so dang cold, mm. that wind blowing down that canyon. But yeah, we met at Utah State. A funny story because there was a party at one of the fraternities. I didn't belong to a fraternity, but I was wandering around. And so she come and started talking to me because she was trying to make a football player jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so see, she was using me right out of the gate. But it's still been going that way. It's still been going on. But you sold her. <laughs> yes. Well, our second meeting was you had to drag the boulevard or whatever it was called uh-huh, yeah. Logan. And, and so she's driving along and we were driving along and she goes, I know that guy. And so we pulled over, went to JB Big Boys and oh. JB Big Boys. the rest is history. I, remember I love it. That's a scene and a thought right out of American Graffiti. It is. Movie. Absolutely. Yes, you truly are the grandpa of the industry. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm proud to be a grandpa of yeah, me too. Yeah. When it first happened, I was like, holy crap, am I really that old? <laughs> now I embrace it with little <laughs> arms right. around it, you know? Yeah. I uh, kid my kids all the time. I said, the only reason I didn't kill you when you were young is because I was waiting for grandkids. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. a good point. And I have, I have two that their lives are still in jeopardy because <laughs> I have no grandkids from them. Well, that means you can kill all the others. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Whenever you get mad at him. <laughs> Lovingly, we say that. Watch Lovingly. out. I learned from Matlock. Never joke about that because that's now true. this is recorded. Right. <laughs> okay, so Dan, you know, you work for Coldwell Banker and that's a full service company. Correct. And you have a lot of options out there today. And I think the public is getting bombarded with all kinds of things, discount brokers, discount companies. So you're a full service agent. What value do you bring to the table for, for what they're paying? Well, the market we just went through, everybody assumed that to sell a house, you just have to put a sign in the front yard and run because there was going to be 10,000 people coming to it. That's a little bit of truth. However, it was a difficult market because of the multi-offers, whether you're a buyer or seller. What do we do with them? How do we choose? What do we do? How do I make an offer? So as a full service agent, I developed ways to help buyers make their offer look more appealing to the seller. And there's a lot that goes behind that. And the same thing for a seller to make it easier for them to decide. Now the market that we're in, it's difficult for sellers. So I'm doing a lot of different types of marketing. We use analytics to find out who's buying the type of homes, where they're coming from. I do drone videos. I hire professional photographers. We put in magazines. We do a lot of marketing on Facebook. So there's a lot that goes into getting that property sold. Now, I can't sell their house because I don't own it. But my job is to expose it to as many people as possible that might be interested in buying it. And that takes time and that takes money. And that money's got to come from somewhere. And I've got to make a living, meager as it might be. So (laughs) I always use the example because visuals are really good. I lay six bills out on the table. And I say, okay, this is your 6% commission that my brokerage charges. Let's take the first three and slide those off because that goes to most buyers are gonna come with an agent and that's their commission for doing that. The other three, I separate. The first one goes to my brokerage. They've gotta make money to keep their doors open. They have a full staff of lawyers to help us out. They provide a lot of things. The second dollar goes to all the marketing that I have to do to get your home sold for you. 
that leaves one, that's mine. And then out of that, I've got to pay self-employment or whatever. And when they ask me for a discount, where's that going to come from? Not the three going to the other side, not the brokerage, not the marketing, unless you don't want any marketing. So you want to take the one from me. And that's not fair because I need to make a living too. Sure. So, so it's a little misconception out in the marketplace of where all this money goes and what it's used for. Does that yeah, make and sense? I, yeah, it does. And I think also a lot of times the public a lot of times believes whatever they get for their house is they would have got with anybody. In other words, if they were selling their house for $500,000, no matter who they went through, they would get $500,000. But a lot of times with a good agent, instead of getting five hundred, they might have gotten five twenty or five thirty or whatever the case may be, which is an extra $30,000 to the client, which more than pays for the extra money that they're paying to a full service agent. Absolutely. And in fact, the National Association of Realtors says on the average, if you have a full service agent, you get paid 16% more for your home. That's the national average. That's an important point. Yes. In fact, that's the best point for a full service agent. 16%? What's 16% of a million dollars? Yeah. Wow. $160,000. That's a big deal. It is. And it's interesting you chose a million dollars because that's not out of reach. No, it isn't. Anymore. That's, in fact, it goes any higher. Starter home is going to be a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> My sister's best friend had an investment house. She was a widow and she got remarried. But his sister is a real estate agent. So she sold it. And she kept telling my sister, I can't believe all that. I think her name was Michelle. I can't believe all that Michelle's doing. She does this and she does that and she runs here. I had no idea they did all of that. She's always doing this for me. She's doing that for me. And on top of that, answer the phone, call people back and do the things you need to do. So she was amazed. Up front, she was like, I'm paying all this money. But afterwards, she felt like I almost didn't pay them enough. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you have to know all these contracts. This is a legal thing. 160 grand more? That's great. On a million dollar home? That's insane for people to think that, oh, it would be that way with anyone or oh I can sell it myself. Right. And it doesn't always happen that way, but most of the time I can I cost them nothing in the long run. If that makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Well not to, to mention to, peace of mind. I think that peace of mind is something that people don't think a lot about a lot of times though, but to have that peace of mind of holding someone's hand through the process and I ask all my clients for video testimonials. And I got one not too long ago. They was actually close friends of mine that I sold their home for them. And they struggled with the commission part of that. But when they did their video back to me, they said that they'd lived in this house 26 years. So it was hard to sell the home. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do that. Raised all their kids there. But she said, he really cared. And that made me feel good that they felt like I really cared about them and what they were going through and helped them walk through it so it wasn't so difficult to do what they're doing. And she said, I can't imagine ever trying to do this for sell by owner or discount because of all the help and the handhold that went through to get that transaction done. Which is so worth it. If you're going with a surgeon, you don't want a discount surgeon. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you don't. And well, and, I might. I, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a discount surgeon. <laughs> kind of but yeah. I'm like thinking about that. You don't yeah. want to just have no. Absolutely. I don't know. Well, when yeah. do you want your airplane pilot when you're flying? <laughs> yeah, the, discount. Be unlearned. Yes. Yeah. I always compare it to insurance. So car mm-hmm. insurance. Nobody likes car insurance. So what do I get when I buy car insurance? The cheapest thing I can get, right? And then what do I want when I get in an accident? Yeah, the best. The very best. Yeah. So which way do you go? You buy the very best, so just in case. You may never use it. So transaction a little bit like that. That 10% that goes smooth, okay, we didn't need as much. But the good chance is it's not going to go smooth. And we're going to need some help. Dan, just wrap things up a little bit. As a grandpa in the industry, what advice would you want to give to your grandchildren? Find a good team because it's important to have that team. And it's not just that each individual is important, but it's individuals that work together to form that team to get you through this. I always tell my clients, I always get, when is a good time to buy or sell a home? My answer is when you need to. And that's the way it goes because it'll happen no matter what. Good advice coming from the grandpa. 